welcome. Hour number two of the Bill Michael Show. And to all of you coming onto the network now, glad you're with us. Bucks back in action tonight, taking on the Chicago Bulls. I got uh, the Bucks in the over. Ten-point spread. I got the Bucks winning by 12, 14, something like that. I think they're going to shoot the lights out tonight. Uh, there's no way Middleton and uh, Drew Holiday uh, shoot beyond the arc as poorly as they did in the uh, the game the other day. No way. No way. So I think the uh, the Bucks are going to pull off a win tonight in a big way. Emphatically putting the stamp on the series and going down to Chicago two games to none. That's that's my that's my pick. 877-867-1670. So we were talking just before um about uh, uh about the the racetracks and racing going on in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, I got an email here. This is from Lance. Lance says, uh, "Bill, you got to get up to lacrosse for the Smash-O-Rama on June 25th." The Smash-O-Rama, I was there years ago for that. They had some races and then they run the monster trucks and then they ran these I think it was the boat races where they like drag boats or something behind them and they smash them all up and it's 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 pretty funny. But then they did a big fireworks display afterward. We went down. I can't remember the name of the bar. Help me out if you're in lacrosse. There's a bar, like a race bar down the street. Uh, and I can't remember what it was. But we uh, we went there afterwards. And there was a whole, I, I still got the picture. I can't remember who it was. There was some blonde girl that sat on my lap for the picture, too. I cannot remember what the place was. But we went there afterwards. We had a great time. It was so much fun. But we were there with uh, Dan and everybody. Um, features. Thank you very much. Features. Thank you. Tony, you man, or Terry. Terry, I'm sorry. Terry, you man. Thank you so much. It was Features. You're right. We went to Features. That's where we went. Went to the Features afterwards. Uh, after the, the night of racing and the fireworks, went down to Features. A whole boatload. But I think Boone's Farm was with us that night. Uh, the the guy that uh, our buddy that lives out in Lacrosse, he was with us. Boone Boone's Farm, longtime Brewers fan and baseball analogist, uh, always has an opinion. But Boone's Farm was with us, and uh, Dan and I, the the whole staff out there. We ended up going out to Features afterwards, and they were uh, they were they were pouring heavy that night. And I remember they said, "Let's take a picture," and I can't remember what her name was. Some girl jumped on my lap. And wanted to get a picture, and uh, and and so it, uh, yeah, it was. I remember that night vividly, so to speak. But um, there are some pieces that are funky because uh, of the imbibing that went on afterwards. And then they dropped me off back down Stony Creek was where I was staying at the time. Dropped me back off, and I remember there's a picture of me somewhere on the internet uh, kissing a moose out in front. <laughs> Uh, cause I was doing the John Candy and the movie vacation, you know, the sorry folks, moose out front should have told you I was kissing a moose in the pond out in front of the Stony Creek or Stony Brook or whatever it's called the, uh, the hotel. And yeah, that was my night, man. When your night goes to a, a local racetrack, uh, smashing up boats, uh, doing shots in a bar, you get dropped off at your hotel and you, the last thing you do before you head upstairs to go to bed is kiss a moose. That's a night right there. I don't care who you are. That's a good night right there. Ben, we might have to take you to lacrosse with us. I want to get a picture of you riding the moose. I got to get out there. I got to go see Grant. Yes. Oh, yeah, that too. Grant Bills. 
Grant has a, uh, a wall in front of him in his studio that he writes on. Huh. It's like one of those chalkboard walls. Yeah, it's like the wall you know? in all those memes where when you're disciplined and then you have to write the same sentence over and over yes. again. Yes. Grant Bills has a wall in front of him when he's doing his show. He writes everything up on the wall. Because when I did my show out there in lacrosse for uh, Oktoberfest last year, because remember we had all kinds of issues setting up down at the uh, the Oktoberfest grounds because uh, of the lack of internet, and we went into Grant Bills' studio. That's where I got to sit. He I seems left him a few presents like, in his chair. He seems like a guy that has great handwriting. Uh, he is very. I do the old mechanical school handwriting. Uh, it's a printing, you know. It's but it's the mechanical. If you've ever taken me, taken mechanical writing, I did it years ago. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's interesting. You can walk in and there's all of his notes. There's his notes from when the Bucks were going through their playoff run. I think he left them there out of superstition, but Grant left them there. Those notes were there and there was other notes for that coming day and the show and you know, all that kind of, but it, it, it's a really small studio. I mean, as a matter of fact, my studio is bigger than his studio. And it's all just right there in front of you. But, yeah, I was in there. I wanted to erase it, but I didn't have any chalk. I was going to, you know, draw pictures that I probably shouldn't. But, yeah. So The only thing we have written up right now is uh, in permanent marker, Bucks versus 76ers playoffs. But I think it was from 2017. Like, and then <laughs> we've waited each year during the playoffs for it to happen, and it obviously hasn't. So you could then expound upon the writing on the wall? Maybe I uh, yeah I guess I was waiting for Ben Simmons to be part of it, but now he won't. Okay, unfortunately, I saw him yesterday uh, when they were showing up some of the high showing some of the highlights of him working out. <laughs> he uh, he still doesn't look like he's. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's ready to go and he gives him a few quality minutes. But he still with some of the workouts that he was doing. I don't know if some of that was file footage or that was actually from yesterday. Steve Nash to, does Steve Nash. I really like Steve Nash. I, I, I do. But when Steve Nash does his presser, does he look like there's a, a really hot naked woman in the distance that he can't take his eyes off of? I can't say I've Jeff, watched one. Watch him. Watch him. He's just staring. And he talks real soft. I don't know. Um, you know, we'll get a few more open looks for KD. But he he's gonna he, he'll get a shot. I'm not worried about it. And he's just staring like, what the hell's going on in the distance? Like there's a really hot woman taking her clothes off or just something so out of Ripley's, believe it or not, beyond bizarre that is off in the distance that he cannot take his eyes off of. But he just stares, you know, either that or he's holding in a hell of a fart. One of, one of the three. I, I don't know what else to make of it, but he just stares just uh, like he, maybe he's flinching up. Oh, God, I hope this doesn't seep out. Everybody's going to make fun of me. They're going to know what I had for dinner last night. It's not good. Ben Simmons, hurt again. Okay. He might play. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That, that, that's a Steve Nash press conference. Oh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. By all means. Um... By the way, security measures have been tightened now at the FedEx Forum after the Game 1 uh, girl chaining herself in protest. Didn't see anything last night, did we? 
I was watching for it. I was waiting for it, and then I got bored and turned it off. Uh, after the protest interrupted game one between the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, Uh, they are putting gates up around, which this is a shame. This really is. It's a shame. They are now putting up gates around uh, the, the the court to keep fans off of the court. And it's a shame because it for two reasons. One, it really does kind of box the fans out because um, there's always been that free ability. So it's kind of dangerous because if a player goes plowing into the into the stands, it used to be you could run up the stairs, or you could run into the tunnel, or you could, you know, flop into the front row. Now you're going to be slamming into a gate, and it's all because of the people that uh, have been protesting themselves, or protesting uh, the owner of the Timberwolves and and doing things of themselves on the court, whether it's gluing their hands to the court or chaining themselves to a stanchion, a basket stanchion, whatever it may be. But that's what uh, that's what it's become. So no incident last night. They're taking more security measures in Minnesota as the, uh, the the series now shifts back to Minneapolis. I was really looking forward to something last night. I was hoping, but nothing. Uh, 877-867-1670, um, give us a, Give us a shout there. Also... The NBA Finals odds at betonline.ag are on the move after Phoenix's Game 2 loss. And Devin Booker, Devin Booker, if you were watching last night playing defense, running to the opposite end of the floor, he uh, basically just came down funny. And immediately as he ran behind the basket and up the the aisleway, grabbed the back of his leg, and now he's got a hamstring injury. So the Warriors have overtaken the Suns as the favorite to win the NBA Finals. The Suns dropped to second. The Bucks are number three, followed by the Celtics, Heat, Nets, Grizzlies, 76ers, uh, Jazz, Mavericks, Timberwolves, and on down. So there you go. The NBA Finals, uh, they have changed since yesterday's game. The Warriors are now the favorite. The Suns, then the Bucks, and the Warriors are putting their stamp on damn near everything. Yeah, boy. Uh, the Warriors are plus 275, the Suns plus 315, the Bucks plus 475, and it goes on from there. But uh, the Bucks still sitting solid at number three. Uh, 855. Or excuse me, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. And uh, one other note, one other note uh, that's coming out of Green Bay is at least as of right now, at least as of right now, it looks like Jair is going to be playing on that fifth year deal. Uh, by the way, the new punter Pat O'Donnell taken to the podium. You want to dip into that? Let's take a listen real quick. I think it's similar, right? Similar, a little colder up here. What's the key to punting well in that weather when it gets late in the season here? I think it's just managing the game, right? Just squeezing out the 40, 45, maybe hit the 50 when you can. Sometimes you're going into the wind. Sometimes you're going with it. 
but I think it's all about managing it. You know what I mean? So get the ball as far as you can down the field, try to get it outside the numbers for the guys to cover. I think that's really important as the season progresses to give those guys an opportunity to cover the, the punts. Hey, Pat, you've been around a long time. We, we've seen specialists come through here, and they've been established guys. When they hit free agency, they're like dome or warm weather. Did you, A, have any of those opportunities or even think that, you know, maybe that's where I would want to do at this point in your career? Yeah, I had some of those opportunities in free agency, but, I mean, when the franchise like this comes calling, you definitely want to play for an organization that has such a rich history here and playing for Bisaccia, that was a that was a huge component. And also playing with Mason Crosby. Is, I've also obviously had a lot of uh, games with him that I've admired him from afar. And just to see what he's done here for so long, like having an opportunity to play with him was a huge factor. Coach Bisaccia uh, told us last week that when he first got the job in, in uh, Oakland, that he wanted them to pursue you. Um, were you aware of that at all? That he had, that, you know, had you guys made any contact at, at that point back when he was getting the Raiders job? Yeah, I heard some murmurs like in free agency. Uh, obviously, they went a different direction, but he, this league is crazy how, you know, we end up on the same team a couple years down the road. So as soon as uh, I found out they were interested and having an opportunity to reconnect with Rich, it was a no brainer for me to come up here. Hey, Pat, how well do you know Mason? And just what has that been like now, kind of? getting as far as teammates now that that goes in this yeah just playing against them for the last eight years just seeing what he has done here a lot of respect obviously coming from a cold weather place and the fact that he's been here so long is incredible uh, i'm actually living with mason right now in his basement so uh shout out to the crosby's for hosting me uh so I'm, yeah building that relationship i think is really important uh doing anything off the field whether that's golfing or him coming down to florida with me when i do a little bit of off-season training uh, so i think that's really important to build that chemistry as soon as we can how well did you know Mason before coming here? Did you guys cross paths much? Or? Just saying hi, pregame, things like that. How's the family doing? Nothing too crazy. No, I haven't had any extensive conversation with him, but now we're like best friends. So, yeah. so, so well, you're living in his basement, so that would qualify. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How'd that opportunity to live in his basement come about? Did he just call you? Or? Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, I was a PA rep <clears throat> for Chicago, and during the whole free agency process, we're, we were out there, and he's obviously the rep for the team. And I knew that Green Bay was interested, and I asked a lot of questions. My wife was out there. Molly Crosby was out there. So they kind of connected. And, uh, yeah, they made a strong push for, for me to come here and my family. So I'm really fortunate and happy that I actually am here. There you go. Pat O'Donnell, Packers' new punter. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Speaking of the postseason, not just the box, but efforting towards the postseason is uh, our good friends over there at the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. And, uh, and and check out some good hockey action. Some good hockey action. As uh, I, I tell you, last year or two years ago, they were on their way to a Calder Cup. They were going to win it. And COVID hit and knocked them basically out of the postseason. That was done. They shut it down for a year, and then they come back strong this year, and uh, they've they played some really good hockey this year. A lot of fun hockey, too. I've been to a few games, as a matter of fact. 
A lot of fun hockey. It's a, it's a great night out. You kind of forget about it, about how much fun it can be if you're just looking for something fun to do. Get yourself a couple of beers, a pretzel, go down to the game, enjoy yourself, get a little rowdy, get a little crazy. But it's going to be postseason hockey coming up. So uh, make sure that uh, you're down there and taking it all in at the UW Panther Arena. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. We uh, will be expecting Randall Cobb to come to the podium here in short time. And as soon as he does, we will go up to Green Bay. Um, This just in, though, Dario Melendez. Dario Melendez uh, reporting that Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb are expected to be at tonight's Bucks game. Which is a little odd. Your team is going through workouts right now, and you're in town to go to a Bucks game, but you're not going to go work out with your teammates. So I wonder what the reaction will be. Because you know he's at some point. Look for them courtside, and you know at some point they're going to be on the Fiserv Forum big screen. You know it. wonder what the reaction is going to be. I wonder what the reaction is going to be. Aaron's coming to town. If, if indeed this is true, if indeed this is true, he, he's in town, and he's going to go to the Bucks game, but not at the voluntary workouts with his guys. Now, some of you are going to hate me for this. I understand it. I understand it. Uh, but here's my reaction to all of this. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers not being at these voluntary workouts, it doesn't bother me. Not now. And it'll bother me, but I'm going to act like I don't care. After this particular one, after the draft, I'm going to start to care. And here's the reason why. Because at some point, I can hear, I can hear it. You know, hey, why have you only thrown so many times to this guy? Or, you know, what is it about this receiver that's kind of taken over and he's getting all the, all the looks over like Devontae used to over this particular guy or that particular guy? And then you're going to hear. Well, it takes a little while to build up a trust and to understand and get on the same page. And and I'm going to say, whoa. Relationships aren't made only on the practice field. When you see Brady working out with guys, when you see other quarterbacks, when you saw Russell Wilson, he was in his backyard bringing his new receivers in, working with guys, throwing the ball down to him, wanting them to see how he throws a deep ball, how he throws a spiral. When you see that, you know, I get Aaron Rodgers is away. He's getting himself in shape. He's going to work on his legs. You're going to keep your legs under you. It makes you the best quarterback you can be. That's great. But the relationship thing is going to be this is where it's built. These little things. Going to a dinner. Seeing guys away from the office, getting them indoctrinated at Lambeau Field. Sammy Watkins, how you doing? Good to see you. Welcome to the welcome to the bunch. We're all here. What do you need? How's how's what's your family like? What do you like? What do you like to do? You know, what, what, what trips your trigger? All these things that get you on the same page with your guys. Know how they think, how they tick. You know, know if he has a bad day, he really takes it to heart and it affects his job. 
or if nothing affects him. You know, you need to know all these things, all this relationship stuff. So all this stuff that we hear about during the season, right now it, it doesn't mean anything to me. But when they bring it up in the regular season, I'm going to say that's that's crap. I don't want to hear it. It's an excuse. And whose fault is that? Because you choose not to be here. You choose not to build a relationship with these guys early on. Is it about winning or is it about just being a good quarterback? There's two different things there. A good quarterback can lead you to a lot of wins, but is it about going the extra mile consistently to be a champion? Everything else aside, money, job, house, everything. Is it about doing all of that versus just showing up and playing on Sundays and being a good quarterback and getting the accolades and the MVPs? But eh, in the the grand scheme of things, you're not going the extra mile to be a champion. So, So as of right now, it doesn't bother me. Especially this one. I mean, the only new guy is, is what, Sammy Watkins? Offensively coming in, everybody else is the same. There's there's really no changes. It's not like you're getting El- Elton Jenkins back and Robert Tanyan back and all these guys are back on the practice field this week. So Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, reportedly anyway, supposed to be courtside tonight at the Fiserv Forum for the Bucks and the Bulls. Now, what is the reaction going to be? Uh, Pack fan says, loud cheers and chance of MVP going to be interesting i gotta think i don't want to disagree with you you know why because i don't think anybody's going there to boo aaron Rodgers. i think everybody's going to be in a very upbeat cheery mood i think people are going to be excited he wasn't there uh, through the championship run it was disappointing people wanted to see him there he is is a part owner it's your team so you know we'll see why would fans boo him? Why do people constantly knock him? What do they knock him for? For all the reasons that we just have given, why there, there's certainly reason that fans can be upset. The last two years in the postseason, his poor performances. Not the sole reason they lost games, but poor, poor performances. The drama that started uh, about a month ago. You know, the off-season drama this year. Many people, although being a wrong perception, perceptually think that, you know, they let Devontae Adams go because Rodgers took all the money. No, that's not true, but uh, every day somebody says that to me. Well, if Rodgers hadn't taken all the money, that's the perception becoming reality. So we'll see. See what happens. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Dan says, uh, hey, unit, if Rogers is shown on the big screen tonight, I'm just going to fold my arms. Okay. Uh, Stefan. Stefan says, uh, Rogers deserves an ovation, had an MVP season, but I'm not going to go overboard. He's got to prove it in the postseason. Uh, you're absolutely right about all the drama. He's kind of brought it on himself. Thank you, Stefan. Stefan, you're the man. Appreciate it. Um, 
<laughs> right, Ben? Ben, our uh, producing guy. So if he doesn't have to do a chug challenge and uh, doesn't, uh, you know, come up, uh, come up shorthanded on the beer chug, then things will be right with the world, right? Yeah, keep the beer out of his hands, and then it'll be all cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, and I, yeah. I don't know how founded this joke is, but the Bucks transition game in, in game one was pretty horrible. There were a lot of passes that were wildly off target. His presence helps them finally start actually hitting people with their passes. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, whatever... Uh, if indeed it becomes true, if indeed it becomes true, hopefully it just, it, it's a great mood. Um, oh, Brad says, the bigger question is, did Aaron Rodgers get his Bucks championship ring yet? That's a great question. Hope somebody asks him that eventually. Hey, can, did you get a championship ring? Can he answer to just uh, about not showing up at all last year? I don't think anybody ever asked him the question. Not in, not in, when you have such limited time and you're only doing Zoom, no. No, you, you know, you don't, because you're, you're being called upon by the Packers to ask a question. So you don't want to make the Packers mad or they won't call on you anymore. But it is an interesting story. Because certainly he was there when things were good and when he first bought into the team and it was him and Bakhtiari and Christian Yelich and, you know, pointing at each other and things were all very jovial. It was great. It is a legitimate question. You don't, and again, I, I have always said, if you don't mind sucking up the accolades, then when things aren't great, you got to step forward then too. And if even if you don't answer the questions, at least give something. Because that's what you're there, you know. That's what it, that that's what comes with the job. So I don't know. That's a great question. I would ask him, "Did you get a championship ring? And if you did, do you feel bad that with everything going on, you weren't able to be there, or you didn't show up? I shouldn't say weren't able. It's not like he's being held hostage, but that you didn't show up. And he can then say, "Hey, I didn't show up because you know, really, honestly, I didn't want to be a distraction." Because at the time, there was a lot of innuendos and rumors and stuff going about. And, you know, it was a topic every day on you know, many different na- you know network stations and local sports talk and blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to be a distraction. It's a very, that's a very humble answer. I didn't want to be a distraction to the team. So I, I didn't, but I was rooting for him, you know. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers in his almost identic memory where he just he can pick out a place like you know when when Giannis did this or when Drew Holiday did that or Bobby Portis did this and it's you know it's tough to see PJ Tucker not here but you know all of that I mean if he brings all of that up and it's like you know the guy's vested in it yeah I'm right on man I'm good with that I understand it and it's a legitimate answer I'd love to hear that and did he get a ring yeah well we'll see we'll see 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to chime in, you want to give a call, that's the phone number. Otherwise, hit me up via email, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Hit us up over on, on Twitter as well, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, and at Ben Z. Kenny producing the show today as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. If you're going to be out and about tonight, maybe getting uh, getting ready because you got uh, Brewers baseball this afternoon. Tonight, you've got Bucks basketball. Maybe you don't want to cook, or maybe you do. Who knows? Stop into our friends at Quick Trip. Pick up those five-ounce bacon-wrapped pork fillets. Could be a little rain tonight in the area. That's okay. Run out there with that umbrella, grill them up. Otherwise, throw them in a skillet. Throw them in. I, I bought a cast-iron skillet, and I never, I have not used a cast-iron skillet in my life ever. Not since I was a little kid and my mom was teaching me how to cook. When I was, I mean, we're talking fifth, sixth, seventh grade. I Because my mom used to make home-fried potatoes, American potatoes in that, oh, they were so good. Some oil, some pepper, some salt. I don't know what other seasoning she threw in there, but they were so good. And even threw some butter in there. And then slight, she had one of those um, those Ronco potato slicers where you just slid it back and forth and it would go. You can cut them as thick as you want and just dumped them all in a pan and then cooked it up in a skillet. I have not used a skillet like that in years, but I've got one now. So I was at a quick trip. I don't know. This was last week sometime. I don't know what day it was. Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. And uh, I threw one of those bacon-wrapped pork fillets in the skillet. I, the trick is you got to go get a, a skillet lid, okay? Get a lid for the thing. And I got a lid. You little, you just offset it a little bit to let some of the steam out. And I threw some oil in there, and I put that thing in there and seared it on both sides. And then I checked the temperature, and it was perfect, 145, right on the nose. And, oh, it was so good. So good. Stopping a quick trip. Our good friends over there, Quick Trip, you can pick up the uh, the, the bacon wrap pork fillets, 99 cents each. Five, limit five, by the way. You can only, yeah, not that you can eat more than five in one sitting, but you get the point. But if you're going to do some tailgating, they've got brats, they've got hot dogs, they've even got hamburger. If you want to make burgers, uh, they even have some breadcrumbs there. If you want to put breadcrumbs in your burger, you can do that too. But they have the buns, the condiments, the beverages, whether they be G rated or adult beverages, whatever it is your heart desires. And maybe you're just, maybe sometimes you're like me and you're like, you know what? I'm just, want the fried chicken. I'm not going to cook. I'm going to eat the fried chicken. Get a bag of that stuff. Oh, so good. Quick trip. Fantastic place. Thank God they are based in and housed right here in the state of Wisconsin. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, The Vegematic. Rick, yes. The Vegematic. Remember that? The Vegematic. It had that V blade and you could dial the blade thicker or thinner and then you had that little that little hand thing that stuck on the end and you jabbed it in the end of your potato and you went back and forth and it just kept slicing and it would they were perfect every time and then my mom would take them and then slide them off of the uh the cutting board right into the skillet you could hear them fry up right away and then she'd shake them a little bit, even though that pan was like 67 pounds. Shake them up a little bit, moving them around with the metal spatula, because you could use metal in the cast iron. And that metal spatula, and then you get that crispy stuff on both sides with a little bit of, oh, my God. It was so good. It clogged your heart, but it lubed the chute. So it had beneficial factors to it, but it was so good. Uh-oh. Oh, Ben Kenny, breaking news. I didn't mean to interrupt uh, that little tangent, but Jeff Darlington of ESPN reports, I just spoke to wide receiver Debo Samuel, and he told me that he has asked the 49ers to trade him. He did not want to discuss the specific reasons, but he has indeed let the 49ers know his desire to leave the organization. 
I I can't imagine that Debo Samuel is going to go anywhere. I, 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 I can't imagine he's going anywhere. I don't know what the problem is out there. I got to think it's contractual, but I cannot imagine. See, I know that Debo Samuel is, is, is Randall Cobb at the podium. Yes, he is. Do you want to take that? Let, you want to go to that? Let, let's, let's go to Randall. Or do we want to take a quick break here and we'll come back and get to Randall Cobb? Uh, we can do Randall Cobb now. Okay, let's do this. We'll talk about this. But Debo Samuel asking the 49ers to trade him away. We'll get into all of that discussion. Uh, and, and I don't want people jumping for joy at this point as a Packers fan, and there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, but let's do this. We're going to go up to uh, up to Lambeau Field, and you've got right now Rand- Randall Cobb at the podium. <laughs> How y'all doing? Good. How, How are you? you? Great. Good. Yeah. How are you doing with that? Bulls? Oh, wait. What, what is this? I just like the Chicago script. Oh, Sorry. my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Wrong day. It is, in retrospect. Yeah. I, I make a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. How are you doing about uh, Devonta? How much? Yeah. He's still alive. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, he, he's alive. But like, he's not what, what is it? You all right? He's not here. Are you okay? <laughs> no. I like watching him run Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's nice. He's nice at that. Uh, you know, it, this is a business, man. If we if we haven't realized that yet, then well, what are we doing? You know, this is a this is a business first. Um, um, unfortunately, things happen. Um, you know, it's the way that it goes. Um, you know, I'm I'm thankful that I got to play with him as long as I did. Um, you know, I think he gave us eight amazing years, and we got a lot of memories. Created between the two of us, uh, we got memories with our families, which will continue. We we'll continue that bond, uh, that that brotherhood, and um, you know I'm happy for him. Happy. It is a business, but you know we've talked about this. When these guys didn't bring you back the first time, you feel like it's your girlfriend breaking up with you. I think we talked about. Like, yeah, I said that. So how do you? We're back together how you, though. How do you compartmentalize that part of it? And, and for you, who's still here, and Aaron, who's still here, and. Maybe for the player like Devontae, who's who obviously moves on. How does that part work when it's a business, but it's also personal? Uh, every every good thing comes to an end. Uh, whether it's when you're ready, um, things happen. Uh, things happen in life, um, and life is much bigger than football too. You know, you you look at us and you see football players, and that's a lot of times all you identify us as. Uh, but we, we have lives outside this game, um, and sometimes life takes us in different directions. Um, and, and that's part of it. You know, that, that's, that's what you have to understand, that we're human and we make decisions, and we make decisions that aren't always best for who people think is best for. Uh, you, you, you can make a decision. I can judge you for your decision, uh, but, but I can't make that decision for you. Uh, so I got a lot of respect for Tay. I've always had a lot of respect for him, the person that he is, the player that he is, the father that he is, and... Um, that, that's what it is. And, uh, you know, this won't be the last time that I ever see or talk to Tay, and I know that. Um, one day we're not going to be playing football anymore, uh, whether whether that's next year or whether that's five years from now. Y'all are going to forget about whatever, uh, whatever. But I hope that we can appreciate the eight years that he gave us, uh, the, the eight years of growth that we've seen from him, the 
the player that he became, the man that he became. Uh, you know, I, I believe you all loved him, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I, I'm happy that he's in a situation where he's happy and he can be around his family, close to his family, and uh, play for a team that he grew up loving. Um, and he, he, he has what he wants. So I'm happy for him. How do you view just kind of your role now? What's going to be a rebuilt room? There's going to be a lot of newcomers. Sammy's on board. Expect that there's going to be some draft picks. I mean, that's going to be a whole new room outside of Allen and a couple of the young guys over here. Yeah, I mean, every year is a different. It's a different team. Um, you know, you have to figure out a lot of different things every season uh, in this league. Um, you know, nothing. Nothing is a given. Nothing is a certain. There's a lot of moving pieces. A lot of things that's probably going to happen between now and the draft and the draft and the season and you know you just you take it day by day and do what you need to do uh every day to prepare yourself for the next day Randall, at any point this offseason there you go that is uh some of randall kyle we got to step away and take a quick break come back uh, all this stuff on the debo samuel thing hang in there because there's more to this than just simply jumping for joy as a Packers fan thinking all of a sudden Debo Samuel was in your future. I don't want to be the big bucket of cold water, but I think somebody needs to throw some water in our faces. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network. So the big news is the fact that Jeff Darlington has said that he spoke specifically to wide receiver Debo Samuel, the 49ers, and Debo told him that he has asked the 49ers to trade him. He didn't want to discuss specifics, uh, but that he indeed uh, let the 49ers know his desire to leave the organization. Um, Ian Rappaport has said that uh, this happened more than a week ago. It's kind of old news. We, we knew that there was some... Uh, stuff that Debo Samuel had said and, and uh, you know, kind of alluded to that he was not coming back for the offseason workouts and that, you know, that the, the 49ers are aware that he would like to get out. They've been looking to make offers for a long-term deal to Debo Samuel, but he's unwilling to engage them. This is why there's the trade rumors that are out there. It's unclear where this goes from here, but Samuel wants out uh, is the latest in a big-name wide receiver drama, as Ian Rappaport reported. Okay? So we understand that. Okay? Now, when this came out, if you watch Twitter, it blew up. Packers, trade for him. Uh, ben says, I have to believe Green Bay, they're on the phone right now with the 49ers. Uh, Fenier says, Packers are making the call. I feel it. Uh, Dell says, sorry, uh, sorry, Packers, not going to happen. Not enough money. Uh, you've got come to Green Bay. We accept unhappy 49er players. I mean, we would, who would not want to be a part of this team? Uh, Kyle says, Packers need to get hold of Debo right now. Christopher says, I feel it in my bones. Samuel will coming here. So this is the reaction. I mean, you just go to Twitter and watch it. Okay. Just watch, just watch the hashtag Packers, the notification, watch it fly. It's flying right now. Okay. Two things. One is 49ers are not trading Debo Samuel 
to a team in the NFC. Let's get that straight. Secondly, Packers can't afford him. He's looking for a long-term big money deal. I I just I'm not saying never, okay? I'm not I'm not saying that. But it's a long shot to get him in Green Bay. I mean, let's just say the 49ers wake up and go, you know what? We'll trade them to anybody. Doesn't matter where they're at, what division they're in, doesn't matter. We'll trade them anywhere. That's fine. But they are the Packers can't afford them. That's the biggest problem. They haven't gotten Jair done. They haven't reworked Dean Lowry. They don't have that upfront money right now. And he is looking for a big-time contract, very similar to what Tariq Hill just got. And the reason being is because he's also used as a running back. He he wants to be the highest-paid wide receiver in the league not just because of being a wide receiver, but because of the versatility and the way they use him. Would he benefit the Packers? Hell yes. Yes, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely. You would love to see Debo Samuel in green and gold. He already knows the system because Matt LaFleur is a Shanahan product, right? He's coming out of the Shanahan system. He knows it. He knows it. Debo Samuel, hell of a wide receiver. He's your downfield guy. He can do he can do wheel routes. He can do end of rounds. He can do things split and flip with Aaron Jones, with with AJ Dillon. He, he can be he can be the Swiss Army knife that gives Aaron Rodgers the legit legit shot with Sammy Watkins on one side. Then you're bringing all these different guys in 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 Alan Lazard and. Randall Cobb and Amari Rodgers and whoever else you draft, absolutely, you would then be talking about what would cons- be considered probably the best offense in the National Football League. Absolutely, would I love to see it? Yes, unequivocally, hands down, drop your pants, kiss my ass. Yes, I'd see that. I'd love to see that in a heartbeat. Let me put the brakes on though. What's the reality? Reality is they can't afford them unless he would take. A five-year deal, and the first two years basically make no money. But guarantee it down the road, maybe he'd do that. So I'm not going to say never, but one, there's no way they trade him inside the conference. And secondly, can the Packers really afford him? You just got to be, you got to think about the logistics of it before you go crazy. So I'm with you. You and I, same page. If you and I are out drinking right now and we're sitting at the bar, we're going, you know what? You put Debo Samuel, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, veterans. Then you get yourself another wide receiver in the draft, a short route runner like Alan Lazard, the growth of Amari Rogers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You just go after tight ends now? Bolster that offensive line, get some depth, get a right tackle, get some more guys up front, edge rusher, bolster that second. Oh, my goodness. My pants are fitting tighter. That's the dream. And then you look at the reality. Can't afford them. Haven't been able to extend Jair because the price is just getting flat out too high. Probably going to have to draft another corner in the draft. And they're not going to trade him in conference. There you go. 
going to talk some football when we come back. Hang in there. We still got a lot more to go. The Bill Michael Show. Seth, Kali- Seth Galina, Pro Football Focus, going to join us. That's coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.